This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. To the Shutdown Full Cast. This is the Internet's only college football podcast. Uh, you know what? A little something different this week. We came into the uh, dulcet tones and tunes of uh, the original Shutdown Full Cast theme, a.k.a. the Shutdown Fullback theme, for those of you with no taste and long memories. Thank you, Keller, for submitting that. We are attempting theme music. May God have mercy on all your souls. But we are attempting to have theme music. We're accepting different versions and renditions of the Shutdown Full Cast theme music. Um, you can Zydeco. Email- Zydeco is the next priority. <laughs> I have already claimed the auto harp. Do not attempt to dethrone me in this matter. And I recently expensed a glockenspiel. If anyone has the Annihilation synths, I would <laughs> give that full priority. Yeah, I'm going all right, Klezmer. All right, let's, let's compromise. Zydeco Annihilation Synth. Okay. I Annihilation except Natalie Portman's character is Cajun. That a big old rock. That's the passion play we can all throw instead of watching the Egg Bowl. Now, if that movie were filmed in Louisiana, how would you know the difference? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. They'd be like, that bad big. We're going to put him on the defensive line. Oh, that bear friendly. Look at that swamp move. Mm. Ain't even got to hunt that bear. Came in my house. I have one I have one other thing I have to do. Protect limb in a pot. Before we get going. My uh, best friend turned into a tree. 
<laughs> oh, no, no, no. That happened to my friend Boudreaux. That's fine. This is just a reminder for anybody who doesn't follow me on Twitter that the Rutgers Wise. University, the Rutgers University Police Department chief is named Kenneth Cop. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> what? You can go there. You can go to Rutgers.edu. You can find Kenneth Cop, Executive Director of Public Safety, Chief spell, of University Police. Spell Cop. C O P. No. No. We're talking. We're talking Ken Cop. School cop. It was. It was. Ken. And it was. It was pointed out to me that in his rise to become chief cop, he was officer cop, sergeant cop, <laughs> lieutenant cop, <laughs> command, commander cop. Commander <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me this dude walked around for however many decades on the force with a badge that said cop? Yeah, that's right. Wow. <laughs> My mind is blown, y'all. My first reaction is obviously, wow. My second reaction is, Rutgers Reek is truly eternal and following us everywhere. My third reaction is, if I were a cop, this would be a way to get away with anything. I'm pretty sure, um, I, I somebody said this, and I, I haven't totally fact-checked it, but he has, I believe, a sister in the Rutgers Athletic Hall, Athletics Hall of Fame who was a women's basketball player in the 90s. Um, her name is Cheryl Cop. Cheryl Cop. <laughs> Note this is the second episode in what three weeks discussing the Rutgers Athletics Hall of Fame, which last year somebody told will not me was be the not last. real. Yeah. So um, wait, my third reaction is uh 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 my third reaction is what's his badge number nine one one? Jesus. His that actually number, really is Rudy Giuliani's badge number, but his for different badge reasons. Number is cop. Cop. <laughs> Uh, from now on, if you see me in public, I'm referring to my right bicep as uh, Hank Rutgers and my left bicep as Kenneth Cop. Kenneth Cop. My third if... nipple is Cheryl Cop. <laughs> I'm being Ryan. I don't have one. If you would like to submit your uh, your best guess at the shutdown full cast theme, we'll play it. All you have to do is send it to compliance at bannersociety.com. Remember, Banner Society. Your online home and community for all things college football. We're a production of said organization. We're the um, only. We're the only one because if it's a college football home, it would probably. And we're the only college football podcast. That's correct. Say, yeah. True. By the way, I am the first tonight to mention BannerSociety.com. I will collect my Twinkie afterwards. <laughs> As I've explained to literally every person on this team who is not Bud Elliott, who was already doing this. You don't get rewarded for doing the thing you've been supposed to be doing all along. Yeah, but think about all the pub I'm getting for Kenneth Cop. That's very true. Ryan gets a Twinkie. That's yes. true. If you know Kenneth Cop, email us at Banner Society. All right, compliance at BannerSociety.com. So, so the, the important thing here is promoting literally anything. Anything. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Folks, much. Dear listener, if you're out there and you would like something promoted... You need to send that to Bill Hancock at the College Football Playoff Committee right. because he will forward it to us. Yes. Nicest man. So that's a disaster of an opening. Hey, segue! Nailed it. Nailed it! I loved it. I was grateful for it, as in giving thanks. See, now you're. And now, now that's you're next week! Much. Now you're doing too much. No, yeah. doing too much. I'm already oh, What grateful, a new experience though. for you. I'm in the season, I'm feeling it. Uh... No, this is entirely appropriate. I'm tired like when I look at Pat McAfee's face on television. (laughs) I'm that tired. (laughs)
Is, is Pat McAfee human oven cleaner? Does he just suck all the oxygen out of a room? Hey! He might be the first actual energy vampire I've ever seen. Like, it's, I'm still in there, even though I'm, even though it's like week 19 or whatever of the season, I'm still in the habit of flipping the Thursday night football. And I turn the game on and I see Adam and I'm like, oh, Adam, my friend, let's settle in for a long night. And then I see or hear either Matt Hasselbeck or the other one and all the life just drains from my body. I'm so tired. They're great when it's a big moment, but not every moment is a big moment. Not on Thursday night in November. No. Yeah, there are no big moments in NC State Georgia Tech. When no. the, the ACC's two worst teams are playing, and that's saying a lot, big moments are going to be few and far between. My my uh, hot take is Pat McAfee is fine. It doesn't like. I I, I, yeah, I think overall it balances out to fine. My main quibble with this broadcast team is that I can't tell him apart from Hasselbeck. And yeah, so it's problem. just I like one that. dude who's talking over Adam the entire time. I need them to be split up because they sound exactly the same. Well, I think my, my, my take from since like week two has been we need the, the Xbox One notification at the bottom where it's mm-hmm. like it shows the name of the person speaking. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Like this would be so if helpful. If you're gaming online, this tells you who is calling you a racial slur. <laughs> it's, that's less likely to happen on ACC Thursday Night Football broadcast. Uh, not as unlikely as it used to be. But wow! That's... At least it'll tell you who is uh, a little too excited about a like fourth down play. Wow! Colin Colin Cow Turd seventy three was the guy who called me that inappropriate thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, is that name taken? I don't know. You should check. No, be careful. <laughs> this is how we ran up. This is how we wound up with Wolf Dick sixty nine as all of our burner accounts. Yeah, that's no, true. Ryan, your uh, gamer tag is Kenneth Top. Oh man, <laughs> Kenneth! Oh my what? god! Wait, does Ken Bone know Kenneth Cop? Again, why? Do, not all Kens are related. I don't know where this is coming from. Where of is Ken are. Bone? But speaking of Thursday night. Ah. Wait, there's a Ken Bone who's not that Ken Bone. He's the basketball head coach. Or he's the associate basketball head coach at Pepperdine. How are we now in an episode where Spencer and Jason are trying to keep us on track and Holly keeps redirecting Kenneth us? Walter Bone. Water what has finds, happened? Water finds its level. Water finds its level. Thursday I told you, night. I turned on Thursday night This football, is the Thanksgiving really... disasters episode, and we're going to talk about Thanksgiving disasters. You know what we should do? God, being talked over by a bunch of men. What a new experience online. What we should do is <laughs> we should have... I was waiting for safety zone. We should have a shutdown down disasters disaster episode. That's just the Atlanta live show. We already made that. That was no. That was the live show disaster episode. Mm. It's it's the one. It's the it's the episode where I had to produce it with me doing the director's commentary. It's the one right before where right before Spencer got in, decided to attack um, John Popper, and totally derailed. I think like a, a semifinal preview show. Yeah. yeah. If Which, you have facts about John Popper, please at him and Stephen Godfrey in the same tweet. Hey Ryan. No, we're recording in like two or three weeks. Then the final previews again. Um, God damn it! The hook huh? is bring- the hook is bringing us back. No, no, <laughs> no! Don't you start that? No, no. 
could throw. I <laughs> at least bring a harmonica if you're gonna do this. Let oh, the record kidding? show oh, we're on video. Oh, that I just you, found. I picked up a hatchet. Theme music. You do not want to give me a harmonica on a live mic. Yes, we mic. do. We need. Oh, yeah, we Spencer, do. Spencer, we need theme music. Hold on. What if Blues Traveler sends us theme music? Yeah. Will we use it? Yeah. Harmonicas can't be hard. Yeah. I'll I'll hook y'all up. (laughs) Hey, buddy. We'd like to extend a peace offering. Would you like to come on our podcast? Yeah. (laughs) But not you. Just your harmonica. Does anybody know about rag? Does anybody know about Ragamuffin Day? No. Oh, Um, so on topic. Is this like Rutgers president? So I'm I'm sure you're all aware of the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade and Chicago has one like it. There are nope. most cities that have one have one like it. Okay. Thanks, Holly. Good yes anding there. <laughs> nope. Um these parades exist in part because they were trying to quash what was the original Thanksgiving Day, um, New York City specifically. Uh, tradition, which was Ragamuffin Day, which was the thing where children would dress up like like homeless New Yorkers, um, and they would go door to door asking for money and food on Thanksgiving. They were not themselves like homeless kids who were, you know, trying to get a bite to eat. They just like were like, "Hey, can I? Can we have some candy and some money, please?" Um, and the New York Times in 1930 wrote several articles in an attempt to end the tradition that the children were annoying adults on Thanksgiving Day. And so um, organizations popped up in the late 30s to start hosting Thanksgiving Day parades so that children would not go beg for money on Thanksgiving. I I mean this with all my heart. What the shit? What's wrong? What's wrong with all of you? And that's why we and that's why we have giant balloons that sometimes kill people. At the first Macy's Day parade with the giant balloons, at the end they let them fly into the sky and they all exploded. Okay, that part's good, right? They were they were not they were not expecting that, and I'm trying to imagine what it must have been like as a kid to be like, can, "Cool, can you imagine cool, a, Ru- a, a Rudolph balloon? Oh my god!" Well, it's Just, like 1915, so like. The characters are like asbestos man. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican Joe. Oh, there goes tuberculosis man. The Kaiser, look. Look, he's going into the sun. Oh, we finally blown him out of the sky. Racist Mickey Mouse. Goodbye. Farewell. Yeah. But you repeat yourself. I don't know, probably. Woodrow Wilson. God, that balloon's so realistic and frail. Fuck you, Woodrow Wilson. That's right. So I just want, as we as we get ready to talk about some Thanksgiving disasters, I want everybody to know, it used to be worse because while your Thanksgiving was going south, random children were ringing your doorbell and asking for money. Pretend, mocking the homeless. <laughs> Remember, that's an important part of this whole equation, right? Yeah, yeah. New yeah. York, always the leader in culture and empathy. Yeah, go dress up like a homeless guy. That is so... Do you know what explains Howard Stern? Do you know what explains everything about New York? Hey, why don't you just get your kids, dress them up like some bums, and go send them out? It'll be hilarious. This is just asshole Halloween. 
Yeah. Yes. That's all that's all most New York culture is is asshole Halloween. Just one form or another of it. Yeah, SantaCon is asshole Halloween. Wouldn't it be funny if you just went and you were just like a total dick? <laughs> That'd I mean, be great. When Notre when Notre Dame went there last, they dressed up as the New York Yankees. Yeah. Dresses up like assholes every time they go there. St. Patrick's Day is asshole Halloween. Yeah, this is this is actually tracking. I would I would argue the marathon is the only thing in the city that isn't asshole Halloween. Yeah, but that's marathons across like everywhere. There's no such thing as a negative marathon, right? There's no marathon where people get together and they're like, "You suck." Oh, Holly, <laughs> you know- when we when we announced that we were doing a Thanksgiving disasters episode, you were the. I think you were confident that you were going to have the worst one. Oh yeah. You have said that you have retracted that based on the submissions, but I I retracted that almost immediately. This got dark in a hurry. But I but I am curious before we dive into the submissions, what is your Thanksgiving disaster? That's very sweet of you to lob that up for me because it's a story all three of you know very well. Uh, I've related parts of it on the podcast before, and it's known to most people online because while I did not tweet through it, I was mad as shit about it after it. Um, I it was now I forget what year was it. It was the Thanksgiving after I'd gotten married, and uh, my husband and I were in charge of day after Thanksgiving breakfast for our combined families. Uh, which was like 15 people. And we were cooking bacon, like 12 pieces at a time, on broiler pans in the oven, which is the best way to cook bacon. This is not in dispute. Correct. And my mother-in-law, where they lived then, they had one of those double ovens. And one of the ovens was uh, significantly above the height of my eyes. That will become important in a moment. Uh, And as I'm saying my eyes, I'm realizing this actually could have been a lot worse. Uh, I was pulling a tray of bacon off the top shelf in the top oven and could not see because it was above the level of my head that the extremely shallow broiler pan we were cooking it on, uh, the bottom of it had filled up with grease. And so when I pulled the pan out of the oven, the grease sloshed out of the pan. It did not hit me in the face, which is great. What's less great is that it hit my leg and melted my tights uh, to my skin pretty immediately. Uh, My sister-in-law had a partner who was an army medic who got me immediately into the shower as soon as he figured out what I was screaming about. Um, It took them a minute because I had black tights on and I was just standing there holding a pan screaming bloody murder. Um, I guess I was kind of in shock. Uh, when they pulled my tights off, all my skin came off. Ugh. Um, Ugh. I I did not go to the hospital right away because my father-in-law was a doctor and he was like, keep it clean, you're fine. Uh, and then a couple days later, I was like, do I have a fever? Uh, and that's how I discovered that Grady Hospital in Atlanta has uh, one of the only level one trauma burn centers uh, in this part of the country. And they're quite excellent. I'll tell you this. They're, they're quite excellent. Over the six months it took the wound on my leg to close up, after which I was left with... So I was left with two things. Uh, three things. The knowledge of what my own flesh smells like when it is cooking. 
which is truly something that will never leave my head. Um, That's a very deep, like, limbic horror. Yeah. Sure. Uh, A scar on my leg, which I have alluded to before, which is in the shape of an enormous purple dick. Flaccid. Uh, Please don't ever try to talk me out of this. My own mother was trying to comfort me about it as I lay in a hospital bed. And she's like, oh, honey, I'm sure it's not that. She's pulling back the sheet. And she's like, oh, I'm sure it's not that. But that's a penis. <laughs> um, I will never oh, wait, forget. Wait, is, is that the podcast business dick? <laughs> oh, God, it might be. It is the original um, podcast business dick. The, yeah. the third and maybe worst thing of all of this is that... Um, this was the day before the kick six, and I fucking missed it. I was supposed to cover my first Iron Bowl the next day. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I didn't get to go because I had a huge open wound on my leg and was bandaged from hip to ankle uh, and hadn't really figured out how to walk on crutches yet. And uh, But it's okay because it just turned out to be the funniest football moment uh, of our generation, maybe in modern history, and I was supposed to be there in person. Here's so there's the a coda to yeah. this, which yeah. is that the next year we went back for Thanksgiving again. And uh, it's Friday morning. We're making breakfast again. And, and all through Thanksgiving, everyone had been making these little jokes, you know. Oh, hey, Holly, we better better not let you take that pan. Ha, ha, ha. And I had spent Empathy six- is hard. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me tell you that this is an entire uh, Commonwealth Cup family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're not big on empathy. And uh, I should, I'm just kidding. They're lovely people. But they, they had jokes, right, the next year. And I, having been, having spent from November until March uh, showering with my leg in a garbage bag to keep myself from getting MRSA and dying... Uh, didn't think it was super funny. So I put up with the jokes for about 36 hours. And then on Friday morning, I found myself alone in the kitchen. And I looked le- I had not planned this. It just happened. I looked left, looked right. And I let out a blood-curdling shriek at the top of my lungs. And everybody came into the kitchen. And I was like, are we done with the jokes? <laughs> Um, we're not married anymore. I might have heard. I don't know how much that contributed to it, but I don't feel I don't feel like it extended our relationship very much. Here is my question, and it goes yeah. back to the kick six part of the story. Yes, how many Auburn or Alabama fans do you think were at that game with a burn? Roughly as bad as yours. At least 15%. Okay. And okay. penis shaped. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but yeah. most of those are from... a little. And See, or penis burns. That That's a culture that probably has a higher instance of penis shaped branding irons than I would find in my own family. Sure. Yeah, they get up to some wild shit around like Martin. Just ask Pat Dye. Uh, anyway, I thought that was going to be the worst. That that was my worst Thanksgiving ever. Uh, even worse than the time I had to dance in the Macy's Parade and eat Thanksgiving dinner at Planet Hollywood. Uh, oh but my god. I, I don't love Thanksgiving, y'all. Man, that's dark. But that's real dark. I was disabused of the notion that I knew what a bad Thanksgiving was very rapidly uh, by our own readers. I like who... to imagine that Bruce Willis was also eating Thanksgiving dinner at that Planet Hollywood by himself, just sobbing quietly. Oh wow, that's that really throws the whole thing into a sharp relief. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
All right. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was very shortly, uh, put in the rear view mirror by many of our readers who sped right past us with their own darkness. And for that, I congratulate you. Jason and Spencer, I don't have one, but I do want to make sure you have the opportunity to share Thanksgiving woe of your own, if you so choose. Jason, do you have one? Uh, so it's not mine. It is my wife's. Uh, okay. This was her first thing. Let me let me actually back up. So we have we have this is a, a, this isn't the McDonald's fire, is it? No, you know all about the time okay. she committed arson <laughs> at the age of two or three or whatever. Right, right, yeah. Right. Because she's uh, a legend. This yeah. one, I was like, do you want to come on to tell it? And she's like, no! <laughs> so it's significantly more traumatic. Does she listen than... to this podcast? No, she's way no. too smart. For oh, that. very smart. Yeah, yeah, good. Very smart good. on her part. So this is significantly more traumatic for her than the time she burned down a building. Um, <laughs> so we have this character on this, on this program and on the general college football internet at large of the Midwestern person. It is best typified as of late by Dan Deerdorf, Michigan announcer. But we've also, done like, <laughs> we've also done like, you know, Ohio State bro, Michigan yeah. war dad. We have this subcommandant this, this, Wayne. Yeah. This is taken many forms. Yeah, this is our general Midwestern character. But this is more of a Big Ten East. If we're talking Big Ten West, North Big 12, that is an entirely different kind of Midwest. That is where you find phrases like salt of the earth, wholesome traditional you know welcoming cinnamon rolls and chili there's also yeah we'll we'll take (laughs) we'll take freaking anything and and try to endure it so my wife is from kansas uh which a lot of people hear that and they say they they begin to laugh because ha 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 kansas how lame i think kansas is pretty great because everyone there is nice she comes from like you know big huge welcoming family we're all gonna pile into a huge you know everyone has prepared prepared meals it's all going to be wonderful and wholesome and holding hands and singing and like the who's in whoville everything is going to be completely wonderful uh she moves to georgia Mm, Uh, first first, mistake right her first thanksgiving with the entire kirk family oh dear uh yeah so (laughs) a little bit jason what's your family like let's say a little bit less effort went into her first thanksgiving in georgia uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give you two words all right the second one is platter good the first one is zaxby's (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving. for the record that would be the hardest final puzzle on wheel of fortune (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know zaxby's did platters honestly well for thanksgiving heck they, sure they do so yeah is it thanks later, there is a z in thanks isn't there thanks thanksgiving. thanksgiving years later i was like you want to tell this on the podcast and she's like no so yeah i mean now she's what was in the zaxby's platter i would assume nothing but chicken tenders <laughs> But now wow. she's completely commandeered Thanksgiving. Like, she'll roll up. She's like, I'll do it myself. You know, she'll completely <laughs> prepare a completely wonderful, awesome meal. And, you know, and like she's since uh, since recruited the rest of the family into joining in. So now we are a traditional Midwestern family. Recruited are, or conscripted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vastly, vastly improved. Let's say that. Zaxby's, yeah. would you want to send a message? <laughs> Mes- mes- we don't care. 
God is dead. Edith Sack's face. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Nietzsche, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Spencer? So, this was a you thing. Thanksgiving at Whataburger. I did. And that wasn't my, bu- that wasn't the worst Thanksgiving. That's probably one of his better ones. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was way better. So, um, I had a Thanksgiving where, um, my uncle and my aunt and my mom all got into a screaming fight, like out of nowhere. Like, I think this fight started 30 years prior, <laughs> right? Oh, like it great. started those... and it never stopped. So it's like, it's like kimchi, right? You just let it sit. Right. It's and... like, well, it's like, it's like a video game where you wander into a village and villagers start fighting. But before you were there, they were just not, they didn't, weren't even there. I like like they've hated each other for thirty years. This is like a fucking this is like a fucking whack conference rivalry. <laughs> yeah, I think they I think they were all Manchurian candidating each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like they heard one word and they were like, "Must kill the queen," right? Like they were all sleeper cells and something something on a random Thanksgiving involving ping pong and someone's kid getting insulted just blew the hell up. And it was kind of an unseasonably warm Thanksgiving, I remember. So I came out in my new clothes and I had just hit like that specific level of like prepubescent fat that you get. And I, uh, the, the pants were kind of tight and I felt really awful and everyone had already screamed at everyone. Right. And I think the dog had stolen some sort of thing off of the table of food. Right. Not the turkey, but something turkey adjacent. Right. So the dog couldn't even fuck things up right. The dog was like, ooh, cranberry. You know, and you're like, no, you're supposed to drag the bird off dramatically. And it's like, nope, cranberry with the ridges from the can on it. <laughs> you know, and I remember walking out and I uh, I was like, I don't, I don't belong on this earth. This is really all bad. I'm just going to sit here and will myself to die. And I walked out in my new uh, Thanksgiving outfit and my aunt goes, Hey, your fly's down. (laughs) And it was. And at that point, I didn't commit suicide. And and nothing's been able to kill me since. Okay. Heartwarming. Heartwarming, uh, yeah. Hey, here's the good news. It's going to get worse. I can't believe you don't have one, Ryan. I, I No, we've had like... My so crack my, open my, your rib cage. My parents are both from California, and we did not do family travel for Thanksgiving, so we always just had like Thanksgiving. So you stayed in Tampa, and everything was great. Here's the thing: when you live in, when you live in Tampa, like you judge everything by that metric. So we went to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> no, we had we had like food. We we cooked. oh you my had mom, food. My mom cooks food. Oh, my cool. I will say the saddest thing is that maybe like three years ago I was home for Thanksgiving and my, my mom is making a big dinner, even though there's only like seven of us or something, but she's like, well, we have to have this side and we have to like, your sister likes that and I got to make this and blah, blah, blah. And as we're sitting down, she takes, she looks at the food and she says, you know, I don't even like any of this food. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's fucked up. So that is, I will say, that is what, why I have started my own personal crusade of, like, if you don't like, if you are in charge of cooking and you don't like traditional Thanksgiving food, make something else. Make something good that you can share with people. 
but I've I cooked the last two Thanksgivings. I'm not doing it this year. And we did Mexican food one year and Italian food the second year. And it was and everybody was fine with it. This is a good rule, but be careful because your family might just order Zaxby's. I was gonna say that's <laughs> that's how you yeah. end up. Well, New York is New York was too poor for Zaxby's. New York doesn't even have the culture to have a Zaxby's, so mm. wasn't coming up. Um Holly, you have one that you really want to read, so I'm not going to try to let anybody cut in front of you here. I have one that's at best Thanksgiving adjacent. It it doesn't really involve a food disaster or anything, but uh, from user Vandy Import on Twitter, uh, who says his Thanksgiving disaster was Thanksgiving at my girlfriend's, where my newly widowed mother asked my girlfriend's mother if she thought my girlfriend and I were living together as brother and sister. Uh, does not say whether or not this was true, does say, my mother went on to marry my first cousin once removed, making me my own second cousin. They divorced and are living in sin. Uh, And then in a subsequent tweet reveals that although this tale is Bama as hell, yeah, his mom's from my hometown. I just thought that was really special. Wow. Um, I have a similar one, if I may. Yeah. This is from uh, Dimitri Ravenos, who, who's a friend of the show. Um, this is Thanksgiving 2000. I had come home from college and found out my parents were separated. I went to see how my dad was doing. He told me that he didn't want to reconcile because he had been unhappy for a while. I told him if that's how he felt, he needed to tell mom because she was confident they could work things out. They had been married for 20 years. She invited him to Thanksgiving dinner. He walked in the door holding flowers, gave them to mom, and said, I want a divorce in front of my whole extended family. Whoa. Mom burst into tears. My my aunt asked my dad what he was thinking, and my dad pointed right at me and said, he told me to do it. <laughs> this was the first Thanksgiving my then-girlfriend, now-wife, spent with my family, and every year she is aware of the looming threat a bouquet brings with it to any holiday. <laughs> what the... Oh my. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, like we're gonna. Don't worry, we're gonna get to some here that are like, th- food got ruined, and th- we didn't have a good time. But like, yeah, just we're, get, understand, we're getting some heavy stuff out of the way. Just understand Thanksgiving. <laughs> when you say Thanksgiving can go bad, it can go so bad. Um, I I'm just gonna go like I was like, well, when do I do this one? Because I just think it's perfection. And, you know, do I save it? I'm just going to hit you with it now. He wrote mine next to it in the show notes in all caps. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's get our, let's get our heavy ones out of the way. No, I'm just front. like, no, I'm, I'm yeah. going. This we're is, going. This is a, this is a kind of heavy one. We're, oh, we're, Jesus. We're, I just read this one. So we're eating, we're eating the mashed potatoes first. That's so right. That's mm. right. And, Listen, and man. They're, and they're raw. We got to create a layer of starch at the bottom <laughs> yeah. of our tum-tums. What we're, yeah. What yeah. we're doing is we're eating an entire bucket of mashed potatoes. And having the post meal bourbon before we actually start right. eating, right? Establishing a base of sediment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great river that flows through Thanksgiving. It needs a bottom. Oh, hold that thought. We got a couple of garbage disposal stories. At Torque Split One, I was stationed in Korea. We're already off to a great start. This is fantastic. Thanksgiving morning, I called my girlfriend and she broke up with me. It's getting better. I started drinking Jack at 9.30 a.m. After that, I hit on a girl 
that ended up being my CO's girlfriend Whoa. and topped it off later by accidentally setting a local bar on fire. <laughs> so this is a theme we're going to revisit on this on this episode. Are several of you several of you sent in stories where the core story has nothing to do with fire, but it ends with something on fire for unrelated reasons. <laughs> is it possible that the, so station in Korea is it possible the bar was in North Korea and this was like international incident an, a, an act Ooh. an act of war yes yeah. yeah i listen any story that ends with and then i accidentally set a bar on fire you automatically put a file in my head that says accidental bar arson and then that implies the existence of intentional bar arson well well intentional yeah. bar arson is definitely a thing have you even been to the atlantic coast of florida yeah, no, that's that, that's very true. Also, I just imagine like when he's like, "I accidentally set a bar on fire in Korea." I imagine some very tiny little place in an extremely dense city that has thirty people in like thirty square feet, right? Like, go take the stool on the ceiling, <laughs> and he's like, ah, "I got a flame and mo." Ah! So it looks like in the Sims, like when one, <laughs> when one square is on fire, the entire right. bar is on fire. Yeah, and it being Korea, there's people who did not leave the bar because they're like, I I was at work 16 hours straight, and I am going to be drinking for another eight, and then I will get zero seconds of sleep, and I will go right back to work, and this bar can burn, and all I need to do is drink so I can feel something? I have drank through worse, God damn it. <laughs> Hey, John Ho, this guy thinks he should leave the bar because it's on fire. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, bitch. <laughs> this, Never is, figured this is how we realize Korea, Korea is in Wisconsin. Korea's totally in Wisconsin. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, Jason, you can either give us your, he- if you have a heavy one, or if you want to pull us out of the skin, mm, you're welcome to. Let's go for a moment of levity from internet subscriber C. Kopech. Probably. Good, Two. Good, he- good hedge, good hedge. Yeah, let's just do both at once. Two mashed potatoes related issues. Oh no. One. <laughs> and I feel like these were de- like separate years. One. Too high heat at the end, and the bottom burned, and they tasted like cigarettes. Mm. So we've ruined the potatoes, mm-hmm. but that sort of ties into number two. Number two, brother making potatoes. Sister bumped into him, knocked a bottle of champagne into the pot. It's we all got kind potato of pot? yeah. So we got boozy infused mashed potatoes. So you Which got champagne I, and cigarettes. That's New Year's. So here, here's here's my thing about this story. When you knock over a bottle of wine, it's not like a bucket where you're like, all of the liquid is out. Like, you have time to keep most of the liquid in the bottle. There was a decision somebody made at that point where they were like, fuck it. These are champagne mashed sure, potatoes. Sure. Like, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Like, let's not pretend that this was just like we had no choice. Like, a decision was made. I Own think these it. are. That's these, all I'm yeah, saying. These are, these are smashed potatoes. Because <laughs> they'll get you smashed. <laughs> I think these sound pretty fucking awesome, and I might try them on purpose. Champagne. Champagne makes everyone everything better and everyone better. Also. It's cla- Sh- yeah, you can tell people it's classy. That's the nice thing. Champagne-potatoes. Yeah. Champagne, champagne Zach. I saw Ina do this, so you know it's got to be good. And please don't don't at me and say Ina Garten has never had champagne-infused mashed potatoes. You know she has. I mean, I I will say this. 
Ina Garten has at least made that combination organically by consuming both at the same time. By the way, can I just say what a lovely goddamn evening it would be to just be like, what are you doing? Gonna eat this entire bowl of mashed potatoes and drink this bottle of champagne. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've had worse nights on this earth than that, man. It's like... It's like, yeah, I'm just going to pound grilled cheese and drink rosé all night long. <laughs> I see. I don't see a problem with any of these constructions in theory. Nothing but stuffed crust pizza and champagne. <laughs> Holly, Holly, you're up next. Let's see. What do I want? What do I want? Uh, I'm going to go with user bacon flavoring, which is, I can't believe that Twitter <laughs> name's still available, but I'm proud you're one of our listeners, bacon flavoring. The night before Thanksgiving, we went to a restaurant, highly recommended by my grandparents. I ordered a chicken sandwich. They asked if I wanted cheese. I said, sure. Well, that's your mistake. Uh, They brought out a fried chicken sandwich with a Kraft single fused to the middle of the chicken. The waiter noticed I was confused and asked me if I wanted more cheese. So I said yes. And he brought out another Kraft single in a bowl. This is this is the the entry that most reads like Drill owns a restaurant. <laughs> I, he did not say, but I really I'm, I'm sorry I don't know if, I don't know if this is a, a he reader or a she reader a she reader. Um, uh, mm. But he doesn't mention whether the wrapping was still on the craft single when it was in the bowl, and I really want to know. No, it oh, was. yeah, it's like it's like serving a fish where you serve <laughs> yeah. a bowl to show that it's fresh. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, you don't Eastern. you don't eat the wrapping, but Freshness. this is how you know. This is how you know it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. you cook it yourself. It's like fondue. <laughs> that sounds more like a fondue. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. Craft time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I read? A, can I read a very confusing one? Please. Prefer- preferably. This all right, I'm mostly I'm confused by the um the and maybe y'all can help me here, but there's a there's a assumption here that I don't understand, and it's in the first sentence. This is from Dirtbag Queer on Twitter. Dad's family was real into pumpkin chucking TV shows. What is that? <laughs> is that a thing? Oh, oh, oh okay. No, this was <laughs> Ryan, let this was, explain. Yeah, this was a thing. Let the Tennesseans explain. Yeah. Okay. The, this yeah. was a this was a thing. Um I forget the exact name of the show. Yeah. Um where Pump, let's say pumpkin chuckers. Yes. With a Z. I don't yep. think I, I think you're actually like really close to the actual name of this show. It was like I'm pretty sure it was no. I'm pretty sure it was just called Pumpkin Chunkin'. Oh my god! Yeah, that's pretty good. And if in case you think that is the stupidest, no show, wait, or was that the Potato Gun show? No, if in case you think this is the stupidest show from the era of peak filler TV, let me remind you there was an entire reality show about people who made luxury aquariums. Okay, right? Yeah. This this is not even close. So this is a real this is a real thing. Pumpkin Chunkin was the name of the show, okay. and uh, one particular edition of it was called Pumpkin Chunkin, all caps, Super Chunk, with a with an exclamation point. Right. All right. So to continue the story, a couple of my rowdier uncles built a rickety catapult in one uncle's backyard in the summer. Never tested it. 
on Thanksgiving, they vaporize. Sorry, we'll work through this in pieces. First of all, yes, we have multiple rowdy uncles, so this is already trending badly <laughs> based on based on past disaster episodes. Uh, second, they've constructed a weapon, a siege weapon, and third, they have not tested it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's you? that's the uh, part. That's the part I wanted to get to was yeah, no testing, of course. Yeah, what, what? It's not a Honda. I don't have to. Government can't make me. It's not school. <laughs> on, yeah. thanks, on Thanksgiving, they vaporized a pumpkin <laughs> against, against the back of the house. So for the record, you may have thought the not-tested catapult was a was that was the turn. In, the catapult worked. I was in the gut splash zone, and I reeked for weeks. The gut splash zone. Yeah. You know we love any story that includes a splash zone. This this story has so much to it. It's one of my favorites. It's maybe the like least that I can identify with as a Thanksgiving activity. But maybe I should. Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I need to find some rowdy uncles and start pumpkin chucking. So the uh, the pumpkin chunking TV show. Uh, I think I found what got it canceled. Oh, here's did, a headline. Did someone die? Injured Punkin Chunkin producer disappointed show is off faces long recovery. Suzanne Darkesian's memory of the explosion is hazy. Oh my god! It continues on from there. Wow. Wow. What an awesome country we have. Yeah. Um, I would like to I would like to cover uh, at King told me that one. It is the first one on the sheet. Let me tell you. It contains one of my favorite things in any sort of piece of casting, which is this. A woman who, after years of taking care of other people, it's has, had it. has had absolutely it. had it. One year, we let my grandmother cook the turkey. Let, Someone... is, let is doing a lot of work there. Okay. You know? Let me like, I based on based on the average age of a listener to our show or the, even the range like it, anyone's grandmother has probably cooked a shit ton and is not looking for you to let them do it. Yeah. And let me go ahead and just dispel maybe an assumption in some of your heads before we get to the next part. Grandma might not enjoy cooking. Right? Like, oh my granny, she really enjoys cooking. Granny might be sick of this crap. Granny might be like, "Dear god, if I got to put Another set of eggs on some whiny little shit's plate again, just because I'm their grandmother. I just want to have a lean pocket, but you got to come to my house and now I got to cook. All I want to do is go down to the Puffy Muffin. <laughs> the what? Get a coffee. That's a, no, the Puffy Muffin is a real place. No, so Puffy that, Muffin is a real. No, that sounds oh, like a come on. It still is. No, I, go, I just want to go down to the Chunky Pumpkin. <laughs> Take me down to the, the Chunky Pumpkin. For, take me down take me down to the Puffy Muffin and get my pumpkin chunk. That's what my grandmother would do. She, all right? I, bet, I heard that about her. No, she, yeah. she would never cook and she Wait. would drive her car. My grandmother drove one speed and one speed only in a Cutlass. All right? She drove it one speed. I'm sorry, old 88. She had an old 88 and she would drive it. 50, Those things will go. She would drive it 55 miles an hour everywhere. Okay, Highways. So 55 miles an hour through an orphanage 
55 miles an hour. There is, you are like verging between, between this detail and Puffy Muffin. There's a killer Mike, there's a killer Mike verse in here. I still here don't somewhere. know what the Puffy Muffin is, but it sounds like a pickup line. It's like, a, hey, Grandma, bring it's that a, Puffy breakfast Muffin over here. It is a, a bre- breakfast establishment. It is a breakfast establishment in Brentwood, Tennessee. Where my grandmother would go after getting her hair dyed. To get her muffin puff. It's yes. still it's still open. Still open. Oh she would go and get her hair dyed with only the firmest, most unholy black hair dye. Because that was natural. And would go at 55 miles an hour through that parking lot and come to a screeching halt and go to the puffy muffin. Okay? Do you know why? Because <laughs> she didn't want to cook for anyone. Alright? So she's going to go to the puffy muffin. Alright? So... Back to the turkey and the grandmother cooking it. Someone said fairly quietly, this is a lot drier than last year's. Oh, that, that person is the one who gets everyone killed. All right? In the story. You got to jettison this person from the friend group. And if you don't know who it is in your friend group, it's you. It's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're on the lifeboat and you can't spot this person, throw yourself overboard. Note, King told me that one says, it was way drier. <laughs> she. <laughs> She overheard it and proceeded to start throwing all the food in the trash because we weren't grateful enough for it. Yeah! Yes! What a, what a fucking flex! What, what an amazing fucking flex! I hope she's what a don! Staring the little bastard right in the eye <laughs> while she does it very slowly. No, by know, the way. You know what's moist? The trash. <laughs> Your bones you know will be moist? dry your after, you, after you starve to death and your body is taken by the winds and, and erosion. Why don't you go over to Queer Dirtbag's house and get blasted in the face with a rotten pumpkin? That's why not you, dry. I you assure want, you, that's if, not dry. If you want wet food so bad, why don't you go down to the puppy muffin? Yeah, get your worthless asses in the old 88. All of you. And then why don't you just truck yourself on down to the puppy muffin? I will say this for our, our collective raising. We, we are all of, of childbearing slash born age now. And most of our children are old enough to be real shitbirds now. I feel like even when this show began, we would have sided with the grandmother. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> also, I'm sorry. This still sounds like a pickup line. Like, hey, girl, bring that puppy muffin over here. So here's the here's the disappointing thing about the puffy muffin. I just looked up the menu. It's not slang for pussy grabbing. There is nothing disappointing, sir. The the menu's totally normal. It's just like quiche, French toast. Yeah, you like know they, what that they means. totally fucking bail. Oh fuck you, Brentwood. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck you. Pretty much. Um Puffy I, Muffin. I wanna there are a few here that sort of have a common uh, terrifying theme. The first is from Cerberus two hundred X. Thanksgiving morning, the oven permanently flipped itself to broil while mom was making a cherry pie. We had to un- we had to unplug it in order to get it stop to get to get it to stop and borrowed every oven in the neighborhood to finish cooking. The lattice was a bit charcoaly. Uh, the server has included a picture. It's horrifying. Oh, but Jesus. The filling, but the filling was delicious. There are at least two other stories on here that include, like, an oven that won't turn off. And they're they're horrifying. Like, I don't know what to do. Is this a thing that happens? I think you just sell your house very quickly. Okay. Because the other one, we got one from Reddit, from JW1111. 
Um, and to skip to like the main, basically what happened was, uh, his wife cooked the turkey in a disposable foil turkey pan, poked a hole in the bottom, a bunch of turkey juice and grease leaked out and created some sort of electrolyte reaction where all the electric starters were simultaneously activated and would no! And And he said, so um, the dog was barking continuously at the possessed stove. No one could figure out how to unplug it because it was built into a kitchen island. And so a group of 16 people all ate Thanksgiving dinner with the stove loudly going click, 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 <laughs> and a howling dachshund. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, that just sucks. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Who was next here? You I think it's next. you, Jason. Okay. This comes to us from Ian is tweeting on Reddit. No, tweeting is in his name. Pay attention. Uh, parents buy a vacation home with two ovens. Shit, the ovens are back. The lower Double had ovens never been are used, back. This one's big. Bad. Yeah. Big group, one turkey per oven. The lower turkey isn't touched until I make a sandwich before my flight home Friday. I start to feel ill in the car. Board plane, sprint to bathroom at the ten thousand foot bell. Throw up violently, pass out. Awoken by crew forty minutes later. Get sick again and then faint in aisle. It's the swine flu era, so they attempt to land the plane in Portland, but can't, so continue to Seattle. Paramedics carry me off the flight. Four hours after symptoms be- four, ho- four hours after symptoms begin, my heart rate is about 200 beats per minute, over 200 beats per minute, which I suspect would be the case the entire time. Obviously food poisoning, but in five hours I lost 14 pounds. Jesus Christ! That's not food poisoning, that's contagion. No, no that's, that's, not, that's drinking this from is, the wrong grail. This is, you are an NFL offensive lineman, and you have played an overtime game. <laughs> that's, that's cutting off your arm. Yeah. <laughs> Worst part, I missed the apple cup I'd flown home early for. Now I followed up with Ian, I said, which apple cup? Because... We yeah. know one that if you had attended, it would have been even worse than <laughs> throwing up 14 pounds on a plane. Turns out it was 2009, which means it was the year after Ian had to watch the Crapple Cup a year later think, oh, everything will be better than that, and somehow find something even worse. That's his own Crapple Cup. I- I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to salute, the by the way. The was I'm... Ian's Crapple Cup. I. Uh... Dave, I'm going to do this one real quick, only because I actually disagree with the premise here. I think this is not a disaster. Uh Okay. At David Y. Cook. And this involves another user, which is amazing. That's like, yeah, the snitching here was really fantastic. It was good. And I'm actually going to defend the snitch. Wait, this guy tagged, this guy snitch tagged his friend. Yes. Yes. Which I think, I think that's a strong move, but I'm actually going to defend the snitchy here. Mm. Okay. We had a friend's Thanksgiving during graduate school and Angry Steven's contribution. That's at Angry Steven on Twitter. Okay, I thought that was just a guy called Angry Steven. Angry Steven. I mean, maybe he yeah, is. Yeah, that's good. That's Godfrey. We already know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This fucking um, guy calls himself Angry Steven. <laughs> you bum! And Angry Steven's contribution was a ham. However, he forgot to thaw the ham before trying to cook it, so he showed up with this ham. Five hours after we've already eaten. Okay, let me tell you what would really improve my Thanksgiving. So he's hangry, Stephen. <laughs> You're talking about ham fourth meal. <laughs> yes! Because think about it. 
that's about when if you've completely recovered from yeah, the insulin crack right like everyone that like you've already watched the horrible NFL games that are inevitably scheduled for that day and get, the Cowboys lose 16 to 17 right and you're getting ready to settle in with you know in in like in better times the egg bowls on right uh and then maybe i don't know texas a&m lsu is on or whatever college game we have on right mm. on thanksgiving and you're feeling a little peckish but you don't necessarily want to like you know hammer the carbohydrates again because you've already been on that roller coaster twice that day this right an extensively mm-hmm. thought out case for night ham and then all of a sudden a dude shows up with a piping hot, delicious ham. <laughs> ham That's Santa. perfect. Ham Santa is here. How do yeah, you know it's man. Hot? <laughs> it's it's Hampton Claus. It's Hampton Claus, right? How is it piping hot? It was only recently thawed. Mm. It, yeah, but if he showed up five hours, like, why would you show up five hours late with a ham that you hadn't finished cooking? Let's know. not like, ask him. At, just eat. At that point, you know, you'd wait for the six. So I think it's fair to assume it's at least warm ham. Okay, I'll settle for warm ham. <laughs> Yeah, but like he rolls, he rolls up like with the clutch ham, with the clutch ass ham, right? Like, clutch, yo! Ham. clutch ham. Thus introducing, he's what's up? I got this clutch ham for your puffy muffin. Wow. So, yeah. uh, uh, angry Stephen did reply to this in defense of himself. "Quote: This is slanderous." <laughs> <laughs> to which personal personal attorney Michael Rice replies, "It's libel, but only if it's not true." So. That is since no, I'm, I'm with Spencer. This isn't a disaster. Yeah, no. If 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 I've forgotten that you're coming, like think about it. If you're an hour and a half late, I can be mad. Yeah. If you show up five hours late, clearly you're just you're just doing something different. If you're five hours late, I have forgotten you exist. Yeah, yeah. and you know like, what? Shit, bonus ham. I'm happy to see you. And oh shit, you brought a ham. You're that fucking MVP. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Angry Steven. Good job, Steven. Holly, what? You can pick one now. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna go with Wayward Ohioan, <laughs> who says, first Thanksgiving on my own. Didn't realize you needed to start thawing the turkey the night before. Called my mom to ask if there was a fast way to thaw it at like 1 p.m. She laughed so loud I had to hold the phone away from my ear like you see in TV shows. Had a ham sandwich. God. See? Once clutch, again, clutch ham, ham saving the day. Clutch ham. Night ham. But this is also this is also like this shows you the two sides of the coin because this person decided to give up. The two sides of the loin. That's right. <laughs> the the ham hero. Ham hero said, No, I don't care that I haven't thought it yet. I will press through and I will finish what I started. Tell us about a time when you trusted in Night Ham and were rewarded. I will tell you too. I don't we, know. Does this lead to us selling warm ham nights shirts on Homefield Apparel? It absolutely. Yeah, fucking yeah does. and and that's yeah. def and they're definitely Arkansas themed, one hundred percent. Yeah, warm I ham. Let's go ahead and start nights. printing that one. Let me let me tell you. By war- the way, war- hold on. Warm Ham Orioles Stadium. <laughs> Houston butt. <laughs> Hey, that's a really fucking good idea. Yeah. yeah. With Mitch Mustard. Wow. The goes with ham. The context here with ham, by the way, I am entirely fascinated by my reaction to the suggestion that ham be 
the post-meal meal. Because normally, when you see ham at a holiday at like noon, you're like, it's a little too early for all this ham. It's a little, it's a little much. It's like cold, slimy, I'm not really feeling it. But man, some night ham? Like a little bit of biscuit? <laughs> Night ham. Ham biscuits are actually Christmas Eve dinner in our family. Going way back, my my dad's mom makes amazing country ham. ham. I'm telling you, ham. I'm, ham and sunlight do not mix. You got to serve it at night. Yeah, it's 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 once you're like you start even Thanksgiving, you start with good intentions. I'm gonna mm. have green beans, you know, like all that. But after after a meal and then dessert and then leftovers, ham is just garbage enough to be the sweet spot. Bring me night ham. It's time. It's ham time. <laughs> ham time. Light up the signal, Commissioner. It's time for night ham. Oh, Our no, no, no. Standards have, have shrunk to ham. No, like whatever whatever decorum or restraint you might have thought you had at noon, you walk into the pantry at eight or nine that night, like Anakin into the Temple of Younglings, right? <laughs> Just... <laughs> you, uh, morality, morality and shame no longer Jesus. exist. Execute order, piggity pig. <laughs> All right. Um, this is from Bexley P on Reddit. My extended family gathers at my uncle's every year for Thanksgiving. Each branch of the family is assigned a side dish or dessert to be made in institutional qu- quantities as 50 people is a slim crowd. One year, my mom was assigned to the collard greens. She hates washing them by hand and heard from a coworker that large quantities of greens could be washed in the washing machine on okay. a gentle on a, on a okay. gentle cycle. Hear him out. On Hear a, him out. Hey, on a gentle cycle. This is yeah. gonna go fine. Yeah, it says gentle. Here. So, uh, so mom goes to the store, buys bags of pre-trimmed greens, throws them in the washer, and goes about her business. The part she did not hear her coworker say was that this only works for whole leaf greens. The extended family ended up eating several huge cans worth of off-brand canned greens dressed up with bacon fat and red pepper. Surprisingly well-liked. That's the other secret of Thanksgiving, is that it reveals that people are totally fine with, like, quick food rather than carefully made food. And our family picked plant matter out of our pockets well (laughs) after the new year. Oh, wet kale smells so bad. So bad. Yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving is a Thanksgiving is a um a bold time to try a new hack for the first this, time. I'm not, I'm going to call this an urban legend because I've never heard of it. If it is an urban legend, I get how it started because salad spinners kind of look and work like the drums of washing machines. Sure, yeah. But also, you don't have to wash your underwear in them after. I guess would be my other point. Here's the thing. This feels like, um, have you ever stumbled upon a recipe that's like from a very strange, like a very strange niche about like, um, hey, desert moms who cook dot blog spot. Mm. This feels like a thing you would see there. Yeah. Man, desert moms who cook are going to come for me now. God damn it. Their form's crazy. No, we we fought horse (laughs) Twitter and survived, buddy. We're ready for anything. I did have moms don't need water. I did have a friend, an idiot friend, who decided that to wow his in-laws, who are not people who, by the way, yeah, exactly. I'm going to impress my in-laws. Oh, man. This is always a bad plan. I'm going to- You hear what happened when I tried to impress my fucking (laughs) in-laws? They 
check out this cool dick I'm gonna you make. Are, yeah, you, <laughs> you 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 wound you wound up with like that the, was an entirely different form of night ham. I was the ham. You end up with the mark of an impotent god on your leg. No, nah, man, I just tell everybody it's Thanos. <laughs> the sleepy, sleepy Thanos. Sleepy Thanos. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's. We all have night hand means different things to different people. This has never happened to Thanos before. <laughs> well, it does happen half the time, actually. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the um. So he decided to impress his in-laws at Christmas, not Thanksgiving, but at Christmas by cooking a goose. Oh, had, ter- this is a terrible plan. Had God he ever, can I ask you, can he, had he ever no. even attempted a turkey before? No, he, well, no. Probably, he probably he hadn't even done a, he, he probably th- hadn't he even done a full chicken. Yeah. He thinks a turkey is an eagle. This guy doesn't even, can't even tell birds apart. No, no, no. Ben Franklin wanted the turkey to be our national bird. So, so basically, smart. a turkey is an eagle. Yeah. Yeah, Correct. same bird. According to Ben Franklin, our greatest president. All birds are ducks. Wait, Jason, can we get a ruling from your daughter on this one? It's been it's been decreed. Uh, all birds are ducks. She has okay, cool. Ducks. All right. So my, my boy puts uh, the goose in the oven, and I think he really thought he would do the thing where he pulled it out, and it would be this golden, luminous... Like a Christmas Carol, right? Yeah, you know, like that. It would just, it would look like like Tiny Tim would appear from the corner, right? And he would set it on the table, and they would all go, "Oh my God, you keeper of hearth and home, as well as provider, member of the family, right? You, bi- you big dicked wonder, yeah, <laughs> you amazing. This is triggering for me. Yeah, <laughs> you amazing titan of a man." And he put it on... You bird master. Yeah. <laughs> the goose slayer. They put it on... This is how Lady Hawk should have ended. The... They put it on the table, right? He puts it on the table to serve it. And he's thinking in his head, well, that color doesn't look right. And Well, that's probably fine. Power through. And at that point, once he set it on the table... The dad got up, grabbed his flip phone, fired it open, and was like, yeah, dominoes? Like, just no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You've been judged. Um, yeah. Do we know the color of the goose? I think I'm going to guess it's pretty gray. I'm going to say gray. Yeah. It's, yeah. It looks, I... it looks like, like Scott Walker's food picks. <laughs> Yeah, the description I got was, uh, do you remember Solomon Grundy from uh, the yeah. Super Friends? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the description I got was, it was the color of Solomon Grundy's dick. Jesus. That's, that's evocative. Yeah. Hey, this is what I, this is another thing I'm going to do instead of watching the Egg Bowl. I'm just going to cyber bully Scott Walker's Instagram. With all of his annual tradition, yeah. Please do. Yeah. It is absolutely what the Founding Fathers would have wanted. Spencer, pick another one. I'm just going to do this for, (laughs) I uh, I, I keep going for the dark ones, but dear God, they're really good. Uh, This was at HTC Anderson. When I was five or six, my dad came home with a live turkey. I thought he was our new pet. No. He he lived in our garage for a few months. Months? 
I love that turkey. Yeah, it's seasoning. I, I watched my grandfather hold that turkey in his lap, pet it, sing to it to calm it down, then watched him wring its neck. Wow. <laughs> he sang to it. Yeah. And 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 then he rang its neck. And after it lived in the garage for several months. I imagine for HTC Anderson later when uh he had to come home after university and spend a couple of months with his folks. Oh, you could sleep in the garage. There's probably a <laughs> Something else used to sleep in that garage. Hey grandpa, how you doing? Oh god. I'm just gonna come in here and sing to you. Don't worry. Yeah, why don't you just fine. here? Why don't you just come sit in my lap? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna swing us wildly in the other direction. <clears throat> this is from Donnie Bridges on Twitter. The night before Thanksgiving, got introduced to a drink called Sparkle Dog. No, Andre, yeah. Andre, and Mad Dog 2020 Orange <laughs> Jubilee. Yeah. The next. The next morning, I wasn't hungover so much as the laws of nature were just angry with me. Remember what I said earlier about fire coming from nowhere? Here it is. Anyway, that's how I learned toasters could catch on fire. <laughs> By the way, if you mix Andre and Mad Dog 2020 Orange Jubilee, it makes a handgun in a glass. Yeah, that's night, what that is. Night handgun. Yeah. I like to imagine that this guy got so, this this guy or girl. Got so drunk and hungover that they like ghostbustered their own kitchen. Like the toaster just <laughs> caught on fire. They were so hungover. Like Gozer was like, "Make better choices." <laughs> <laughs> I am the key master. What do you request from me? Think about your actions. <laughs> Drink water before you go to bed. Mad dog, really, really. Mm. Let's see. Is it my turn? Yes. I think so. Yeah. All right. I'm going with uh, Reddit user I'm totally Gary Busey. And I absolutely believe, well, given the age difference, I question this, but this will come to bear. One year in the mid 90s, my family drove from New Jersey to West Virginia for Thanksgiving. On this particular drive, winter weather caused massive delays on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and we were forced to change our route. This would be fine had my sister and I not been fighting like rabid possums. Needless to say, our father, a priest, was on edge. After 20 minutes of purposefully torpedoing every food option my, seemed or seem, my sister seemed to show any enthusiasm for, my father Tokyo drifted into a Maryland buffet restaurant to shut us up. At one point during dinner, my sister had the gall to ask me to go and get her more cottage cheese from the salad bar. I protested. After minutes of going back and forth, my father looked at me and said, Just go get the fucking cottage cheese. <laughs> God had spoken. As I approached the cottage cheese with a fresh plate, I couldn't help but feel slighted. Wronged. Cast aside. Okay, Gary. Uh, then I proceeded to fill a full-size salad plate with cottage cheese. I proudly walked my mound of chunky white past grossed out and horrified diners. I could hardly contain my laughter as I placed the plate in front of my sister. Here you go, I said, expecting laughter. Instead, my father pounded the table with his fists, gave me the death stare, and said one word. Leave. I remember just walking out the front door of the restaurant, into the snow, legitimately wondering if my family was going to leave me there to suffer a fate worse than death, living in Maryland. I was almost struck by a priest at an off-brand Golden Corral. 
and this led to a six-hour silent drive to our destination. That's a Fargo episode. Mm. No, no. I have a Fargo episode. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, story topper. Jesus. No, it's a no, it's it's a compliment. Alright. Uh at the W1242 tells this tale straight from a Cone Brothers movie. In the mid-90s, my father single-handedly decided that instead of cooking, we'd pile in the car and and what? Like, you know, go to a vacation, <laughs> like like go to Disney World, right? Or, you know, because that, that'd be cool if you went to Disney World instead. No! We'd pile in the car and drive three hours west to Hastings, Nebraska. Because at the time, it was home to the only IMAX theater in the state. Okay, oh, I get Christ. that. Is Do you? Why do you have <laughs> At, to go on Thanksgiving? Okay, not on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, like, oh, instead of Thanksgiving, we're going to go see that. Uh, the thing we're going to go that, see The Mummy. It's going to be Brendan Fraser's great in it. We're going to go see that IMAX movie about the penguins. They're so graceful in the water. <laughs> Awkward okay. on land, graceful in the water. Think about the poesy of that. Think about the beauty and the irony in that mm-hmm. one moment. Okay. Think about think about what I could have been if I didn't have kids, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could have been grateful like a penguin. <laughs> anyway, three three hours IMAX to Hastings. Films list of IMAX films released in 1995. Uh, Ozarks Legacy and Legend. That's a great that? one. You guys are gonna love it. It's about the Ozarks. It's about <laughs> the Ozarks. <laughs> Do you know the Ozarks reach up to 700 feet in altitude? It's crazy. So, story continues. Ellipsis. Dot, dot, dot. It was closed because in the mid-90s in central Nebraska on a holiday, as my mother had tried to tell him, couldn't find an open mm-hmm. place to eat, drove home to Lincoln, hungry. Then dad relented and cooked a turkey the following weekend. Wait, that's like a six-hour round trip. My <laughs> For nothing! For zero! <laughs> For a payoff that would have been how toys are made. Owned. <laughs> what what's really great about this is like this is what life was like before everyone had a cell phone. You just went places on chance like you just sort of hoped. Yeah. They might have streaming content. <laughs> they might like, hey, there I've confirmed there is or was a movie theater here. I know it sometimes is open. I will do nothing further than this, and we'll just go and see what happens. What are you going to do? Oh, we're going to go see that Everest IMAX. It's going to be like, you know, what better way to celebrate Thanksgiving than to, like, watch the the death of nine climbers? (laughs) It'll be great. It'll be fantastic. Now you're thankful, aren't you? Yeah. What are we going to eat? Knowledge. Yeah. And then afterwards, we'll go to Culver's. And milk duds. Knowledge and milk duds. Second favorite part about this story is that dad relented and cooked a turkey the following weekend. Meaning that house had to be an icy, dead, silent, like, like nebula of brewing passive aggression for a week. And then the following Thursday, right? He's like, oh, fine. I'm going to go get a turkey. I, I bet. I, I think how dad plays this off is, oh, hey. Turkeys are good and cheap now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hey, gang, I got a half-price turkey. I think I think it's actually good when you fuck up this badly because it sort of, like, establishes a pecking order for the next, I would say, at least ten years. Where, like, there's no... 
if if as long as you submit to it, it's like you you're just bad ideas, Dad, and you're you're just gonna live with that. So you don't have you don't have to come up with like where are we gonna go on vacation? I'm the fuck up who drove to a closed IMAX three don't, hours. Don't late. ask me. Don't ask don't me. Ask. I accept that I don't have a role here. The freedom the from thing. ever having to make a choice ever again. I, I will somewhat defend Dad here because he's like, I I'm, bet gonna, you will. I'm gonna Jesus. I'm gonna do an idea with I'm gonna do an idea with some some ambition. And he gets it wrong once. And I bet he never got anything through Parliament no, ever again. No. We're going to no. drive to the fuck you fucking Rocky Mountains to watch no. a movie. Yeah. yeah. He should have kept driving. He should... <laughs> well, because he was driving west. He's right. Well, we've come this far. Might as oh, well yeah. go to Oregon. This is how the fucking Donner Party happened, Dad. At that point, at that point, lie to your kids and be like, hey, I knew the IMAX was closed. We can't. We got to leave. We got to change our names. We, we our old life is dead now no i definitely I, of course i didn't think an imax theater was open on thanksgiving yeah, i would never be that stupid it's adventure time now yeah, yeah I, I stole three credit cards off that guy in the diner we got to get out of here all right so i want so i want everybody to pick one more before we wrap up on this already somewhat somewhat long episode but that's fine um i'm gonna go first you all can sort of gather your thoughts and pick your final final entries. This is from at this is hog. <laughs> My thirty five ish year old cousin caught a squirrel and thought it'd be a good idea to bring it inside the house to show everyone. So of course it got loose and everyone freaked. I assume it eventually got back outside, but I can't recall. Some say the squirrel. <laughs> Still haunts Thanksgiving to this day. <laughs> easily, <laughs> easily the like harshest part of this is the age reference because you could have just said my cousin, mm-hmm. my dipshit cousin, but you had to you you and and I appreciate that you did this. This is hog. You wanted us to know that this is somebody well into voting age who should have gotten all of their dumbassery out over the past decade plus. Who should know better than this, but who still, A, caught a squirrel, and B, just brought it inside the house on Thanksgiving. Like, I I appreciate that you did not lead us down the path where we would have thought, what a dumb 19-year-old. No. No, this this is a dumb father. This is a dumb father, yes. And as a dumb father, I feel better because there is no scenario this Thanksgiving or any other where I will, A, catch a squirrel, and if I do, be like, hey... Time for a little petting zoo in the house, I think. <laughs> I believe you can catch a squirrel. I have no intention of doing so. You can, you can do it. You can. Do why? It. Why would I? Okay, because it's walk funny me through for the rest of us. Okay, yeah, I might do it for that reason. You can do it. Remember what John F. Kennedy said about going to the moon. There are squirrels there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, moon's, moon's haunted. <laughs> haunted with dead squirrels. <laughs> Wait, yeah, the squirrel's so big that they prey on the moon tigers, which are canon as per our earlier episode. You know the Russian cosmonauts took (laughs) shotguns into space in case they landed in Siberia and had to fight bears? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. true. Yeah, no. uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a tattoo of it because it's fucking great. Yeah, there's, there's, (laughs) there's two things. There's that, right? And there's this. There are photos per uh, per. Gosh, I can't. It's the book about prepping to Mars. It was written by the lady who wrote Stiff Mary Roach. Um, 
she wrote that not only, you know, she confirmed the story that Russians did have firearms, right? In case they landed on the steps and needed to fend off wolves or bears. Um, and then the second thing, she found a photo of two Russians downing an entire squeezy bottle of brandy on the mirror. <laughs> like, like, you know, Americans are like, you know, we've never had alcohol on there. And the Russians are like, big sack of brandy. Is scientific test. <laughs> How drunk think... can man get in space? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out pretty drunk. <laughs> I'm going to say something wildly unpatriotic. I regret that we landed on the moon first because oh. because the Russians would have popped out strapped, a hundred percent. I mean, none of us landed on the moon, so it's not a fight. Again, we've had this discussion before. That's Buzz true. Aldrin was strapped, but Buzz was packing. I, I, think Buzz, like, I think Buzz just threw a knife at me. Yeah, yeah, Buzz, but the, has, low, the low gravity gave me time to dodge it. Jesus, Buzz. Neil Sorry, Arm- boys. It's either you or me. <laughs> Neil Armstrong is out there like having the one emotional moment of his life and shedding his one tear of masculine emotion for his entire lifespan. And inside, Buzz Aldrin's like, butterfly knife. <laughs> Quick, while he's distracted by the only emotion he'll ever allow himself to have. Surprise! Butterfly knife for space moths. (laughs) The funniest thing that I can possibly imagine, by the way, is Buzz Aldrin seeing, like, waiting, looking out the window, right? Waiting till Neil Armstrong's foot takes the last step off the rung. John Wick, bitch! You know, and then going, he's turned! Shutting the door and hitting the rocket. (laughs) That's not Neil down there. He's one of them. (laughs) Engineer yourself out of this, fucko. (laughs) We go to attack. There's a moon man down there. I I, I also like, from Neil's perspective, he looks up, rocket's gone, and he says, well, still got a job to do. Yeah. He's he's, he's down there collecting dirt in his little jar and labeling it. I just see him going like, oh, at last. (laughs) Peace and solitude at last. that guy. (laughs) Um, I um... free from Purdue football. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is no, this an option? All the good year, like he would miss. Hey, are we still going to the moon? Yeah. No reason. <laughs> uh, Michael Collins gets back in there, and Buzz Aldrin's like, I don't know, man, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he said he, hey, hey, he said he wanted to stay. I don't know. I was like, Neil, are you sure? Okay, gotta go. <laughs> Hey, Mike, why don't you stand by that airlock over there? What do you mean you had a radio on the whole time? What I don't know. I, I couldn't find him. You go down there and see if you can. <laughs> the whole time driving back, just Michael looking over like, Wait. so. So you know I'll we're kind of going to get in big trouble for this, right? <laughs> oh, my God. They're sitting in there like Stephen Jackson after Malice and Malice. <laughs> Buzz is like, total success! No, it's fine. Tell, like, tell the ruling two of us. Do you think we're going to get in trouble? Yeah, but uh, he never he never got on with us. He, he got scared. <laughs> he got scared. It was only the two of us the whole time. He's probably in Hialeah and, and, and like, you know, the dog track. Fuck, Wait, I, no, I believe Buzz, it. I thought you had him. Neil was a Russian the whole time. <laughs> commie. Dirty commie. Ugh. Uh, you know what? Those commies like the cold. Well, he's on the moon now. God. I just see them getting back 
and Buzz going, "Do you ever leave your dog at a rest stop?" <laughs> it's like that, and you but feel bad, but also you just gotta keep going. Yeah. Well, on the upside, we cut some weight and saved fuel. <laughs> No, that's what would happen if Neil got back in there alone. That's yeah. yeah that's oh, good. No, I'll get done. I'll get back three hours earlier. Yeah, it's good. This will look good on my expense report. That also, when you it, when you do the inventory, if there are five knives missing, I don't know why. <laughs> Additionally, what? if we now have ten why knives, why did we what? send you with ten knives? <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, why did you list knives on the inventory? You said we could have personal items. So you left Earth with. Out an AR-15, and you came back with one. Um, yeah, gonna... I was there. What do you want me just leave it on the moon for some kid to find? That's not safe. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still just dying at the visual of Aldrin being like, "Gotcha, Armstrong, <laughs> you fool." <laughs> just classic him. error. Classic <laughs> error. Not watching your back on the moon. The oldest <laughs> trick in the book. Hey, remember when you pushed me in the pool at that party three years ago? <laughs> Fuck you! Your mistake. Your mistake was Look assuming who's floating the game now, ever Neil. began and will ever end. The prestige. Oh my God. <laughs> Just shooting the stone cold double birds <laughs> through the window on the way out. <laughs> No, 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 dropping his spacesuit pants and just, like, gyrating his bare ass across the window. Tom, Tom Hanks, if you're listening, we will make this television series today. Why are there scrotal prints on the windshield of the module? That was, uh, aliens. Aliens shaped like, <laughs> aliens shaped like scrotums. Horrifying. They ate Neil. <laughs> no, no, it was moon tigers. Yeah, as opposed, as opposed to if the Russians had made it first, they would leave someone there just to prove how hard they were. It would be like, yes, we left Andre there. Is he I coming? will stay. Yeah, I will stay. <laughs> no, gonna... I will stay. I will Are... fight you for right to stay. <laughs> Are you going to be okay, Andre? No. No. No, not at all. Are any of us ever really yeah. okay? It's happiest moment of my life. <laughs> happiest. I stay here. I go home. Same end. <laughs> Um, I wanted to do my last one, which is, uh, which is, man. Why do we keep ending up on the moon? <laughs> the funniest that's, what, thing. that's what America said for like, <laughs> like five years. Look alive, Armstrong! <laughs> Surprise, it's me again. <laughs> Yahtzee! Uh, at Hops and Smoke. My oh, then, God. I I almost didn't put this one on. Okay, okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read no, it. I, it's, I don't know about this one. Okay, no, it's no. fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to read it because I will tell you the person involved is absolutely insane. Okay, like this is obviously a completely and there's, and, and there's a parenthetical that makes it a little bit more okay. <sighs> a little bit. A little. The first parenthetical, not the second one necessarily. Do we have to say all of this? Yeah, we, we um, don't. We don't. We can we can amend it. How about that? I'm going to yeah. amend it. Okay. Yeah. My then great uncle stormed off. Let's stop there. Okay. Then, then, then great the uncle. Important. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. My then great uncle stormed off because his great aunt was uh, treating no. him. No. No. Wait. 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 Like. Like. Oh. Very. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just skip. 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 So there's a, there's, things... there's there's a point in here where the great uncle uses a racial slur. That is not to be that fair. Is not, that, that is not applicable. That is that is neither accurate nor appropriate. Yeah, and, and hops and smoke, by the way. Anyway, did not type it out. All right. Yes. No. Yes. So, 
uh, to his credit. So after stewing at the, he storms off. The important part is he left. Yeah, yeah, so so it's good. Your your uncle said something crazily racist. <laughs> yes, your great yes. uncle, and, and then he stormed took the tro- and took the trouble to remove himself so that you don't have to remove him. That was handy. Right. Yeah, so and then he went to the bar. Great decision. The great uncle has already done something really completely out of pocket, and then he goes to the bar where he stews for a while. Then he comes back, raised a big stink, went upstairs, smoked a bunch of shitty weed. This is going great. Like he had to charge up. <laughs> like he's solid snake, right? Like hide in dumpster. Smoke cigar. <laughs> and proceeded to throw Christmas presents off the upstairs balcony. This wasn't just one present. It was like 20 boxes all wrapped and thrown off individually. Yes, this was Jacksonville. I just like that he had to go upstairs <laughs> Smoke a bunch of dirt weed. Everyone's like, Jesus Christ, you smoking like a pound of weed up there? Yeah, it's really bad weed. But too. you know, they were hoping like, well, maybe that'll calm him down. He'll just go to sleep or some shit. It only made him stronger. <laughs> he's drunk as shit. And he's like, hold on, hold on. Snake, deploy, deploy magical cigar. And then he threw all the Christmas presents down the stairs. I will say this. One of my favorite things about having uh, a child who is of a certain temperament is that my younger child, if Christmas presents were just raining down the stairs and everyone is just horrified at how completely antisocial this man's behavior was, my younger child would have walked up and begun unwrapping them while everyone else was looking. <laughs> just like everyone else is like, and he wouldn't have even been like sneaky about it. He would have been like, no one is looking. God is not real. The time, the do, time to strike is now. I can Neil, do whatever. Neil is on the moon. I'm closing the door. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Gotcha, Armstrong! <laughs> your yeah, Christmas your presents are mine. got some real Aldrin energy. Yeah. Oh, he's going to punch somebody, like, one day for saying he didn't walk on the moon. Even though, as far as I know, my younger son has never walked on the moon. Yet. Yet. Jason and Holly, I think you each have one. Uh, mine is pretty short, but it brings up two, uh, two personal memories of mine. Uh, from Warren Abels, I think, on Twitter. As the last dish to finish cooking, my mom... All right, so our wording mm. here... <clears throat> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna work on our wording here. Uh, my mom placed a large glass pan of cornbread dressing on a ceramic cooktop. She did not know one of the eyes was on. The pan exploded into a million pieces, spraying glass shrapnel into all the other dishes. Now we have glass-infused mashed potatoes. Uh, this, this did happen to us once. It was green beans. The green beans exploded. Uh, and we had several other podcast readers send in tales of exploding Pyrex and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a very explosive bunch. Uh, the capper to Warren's tale is, we ate Pizza Hut for Thanksgiving. And there were a lot of these. I found all of these heartwarming. There was Pizza Hut, Outback, uh, a gas station, uh, just dirtbag college students. Like, we'll go get, we'll, we'll go get, you know, anything edible. And that's Thanksgiving. This reminded me of my very first uh, experience with adulting. My uh, parents were out of town. I was invited to an aunt's house, but couldn't make it. And all I had was a DiGiorno's pizza, and of course. I fucked even that up because I left the cardboard bottom on the bottom of it. Oh, um, man. So, 
yeah. think that was one of your kitchen disasters one time, wasn't it? Yeah, I just wanted to sort of uh, bring that one over with us as well. No, that's that's a good portable sadness. Um, yes. That's what Holly, they call me. Holly, I'm going to ask you to take us out on the item in row 14. Of our on the show. item in row 14. <laughs> from user... Hmm. From user Hey Mr. Tallyman? Yeah. Okay. My grandfather, who was a furrier, this'll come to bear in a moment, started carving the turkey. He noted, wow, this turkey is really juicy. He had cut his hand, not the turkey, and hadn't noticed. Good night, everybody.